0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 375. Parents, stop getting mad at your kids for wanting stuff at Target. And, helping kids overcome envy, by Joshua Becker of BecomingMinimalist.com. Happy end of the week. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and I'm here to narrate from some of the best relationship blogs we can find, just like an audiobook. And today, I'll actually be narrating two parenting posts from Joshua Becker that I'm super excited to share with you. So with that, let's keep this Friday's intro nice and short for you and get right to optimizing your life. Parents, Stop Getting Mad at Your Kids for Wanting Stuff at Target by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. My kids have too much stuff. It is a complaint I have heard from parents countless times, and it's certainly not a complaint entirely unwarranted. The statistics would seem to back up the argument. British research found that the average 10-year-old owns 238 toys, but plays with just 12 daily, the Telegraph. 3.1% of the world's children live in America, but they own 40% of the toys consumed globally, UCLA. In the United States, we spend $371 per child annually on toys. In the UK, the dollar amount is closer to $450. World Atlas. So I get it, our kids have stuff, probably too much. But I think as parents, we too often put the blame for this reality on the wrong person. Our kids do have lots of toys and clothes and video games and crafts, but let's remember, They aren't the ones with the steady paychecks, and they didn't organize their last birthday party. If there are too many toys in your playroom, you put them there, or at the very least, you allowed them to stay. Even worse, oftentimes our kids are simply following our lead. When the average American home contains 300,000 items, how upset can we really get that our kid owns 238 toys? And when 33% of us can't fit both cars in our double garages, how unreasonable is it to assume our child will fill their art and craft drawer to overflowing? In a society that encourages consumerism at every turn, what else should we expect? Our children are only following our lead. But this is not just a societal issue. It's a personal one as well. I sometimes wonder what the three most common words are in American homes. Is it I love you? Or is it it's on sale. I want that. Watch this ad. Or, let's go shopping. Haven't we all witnessed and or experienced the parent who gets upset with their child at the store? A weary mother or father pushes their child around a store while the boy or girl almost obligatorily reaches for items on the shelves, asking and then demanding this or that. After repeated answers of no, the frustration begins to grow. Finally, the parent puts their foot down in the situation and the child responds with their own expression of frustration and anger. It's certainly not a rare occurrence. A wise parent once told me, it's a good sign to see a child throwing a fit in a store. Usually, it means the parent is being the responsible one and not just giving in to every desire of the child. And I agree, boundaries are helpful for children. In fact, children who do not learn boundaries become adults who do not define them. But I would like to argue today that as parents, maybe we are getting mad at the wrong person. Rather than pointing out the unbecoming nature of our child's behavior, maybe we should start looking at the fingers pointing back at us. Almost certainly, our child did not drive to Target on their own. Our kids are in the store because we took them there, usually because we wanted or needed to buy something for ourselves or our family. And this is what you do in a store, isn't it? You grab things off the shelf, you put them in your cart, and then you take them home. No wonder our kids ask us to buy them stuff at the store. They've seen us buy things for ourselves a thousand times before. Granted, there are legitimate reasons to go shopping. I'm not arguing against all consumption. But we ought to remember that our children are watching us closely. Whether we like it or not, they are soaking up values from us as parents about how to live, how to work, how to achieve significance, and how to spend money. If we are constantly desiring things we don't need, why would we expect anything else from our kids? Maybe we should stop getting mad at them for wanting things at Target and start questioning if we really needed to be there in the first place. Helping Kids Overcome Envy by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com One common stumbling block for parents in the journey to simpler living is the notion that they need to protect their children from envy. They fear because their home will not be filled with all the latest and greatest products on the market, their children will become jealous of other kids. But our role as parents is not to eliminate the opportunity for envy. Our role is to parent our kids intentionally and train them to think mindfully about envy and learn to overcome it. A few years ago, I drove my son and five of his neighborhood friends to a restaurant to celebrate his birthday. Each of the boys lived in close proximity to one another, but they still represented a wide range of socioeconomic classes. As might be assumed, the conversations in the vehicle covered a wide range of topics. But one conversation emerging from the back seat piqued my interest a bit more than the others. Two boys in the back seat began comparing their lives with one another. I knew, of course, this was not a rare conversation. I had similar conversations while I was growing up. But what I found particularly interesting and prompted my eavesdropping was the level of mutual envy surfacing. At first, the comparison was on video gaming systems and who owned more games. Then, a discussion on what type of cars their parents drove surfaced, followed by a conversation on house size. Eventually, the comparison turned to athletics and sports teams and girls. Each time, one participant hoped to one-up the other. The boys came from two of the wealthier families represented in the car, and yet, at times, each appeared clearly jealous of the other and the specific purchase that their parents had made. I learned an important parenting lesson that day. You cannot outpace envy, and you cannot outspend jealousy. The game of comparison is a game that can never be won. Among those who choose to play, there are no winners, only losers. No one can have it all, and no one can ever buy enough things to eliminate envy there will always be something to be jealous about. Instead of trying to outspend envy, we must teach our kids how to handle it and how to overcome it. It is important we help them learn how to focus on the positive, the short-sightedness of comparison, and the foolishness of jealousy. We must teach them to be generous and grateful and to celebrate the success of others. Envy will always hold our children hostage. As parents, we need to equip them to break free and experience a more fulfilling life. And many of us need to learn the same lesson for ourselves. You just listened to the post titled, Parents, Stop Getting Mad at Your Kids for Wanting Stuff at Target, and Helping Kids Overcome Envy, by Joshua Becker of BecomingMinimalist.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Thank you so much to Joshua for letting me share these insightful posts with you today. He makes a really great point at the end of the first post when he says, we should question why we're at target in the first place. I always think to myself, it's not very fun for tail to walk around a retail store. So A, why would I blame him for getting ornery? And B, it's less fun for me too, because the entire time I'm just thinking about how he's not enjoying himself. So why would I even drag him there in the first place, especially for stuff I don't need? However, He is a really great grocery store comrade, so we enjoy doing that together, and hopefully we can continue to enjoy that into the future. But with that, let's wrap it up today. Have a wonderful weekend, and hopefully I'll see you again next week, where your optimal life awaits.